0: Your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, your team, every day, every day, every day, every day. We welcome you to episode number two fifty-six of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. Good to have you guys aboard uh, with us as always, and we've got lots to talk about. Somehow, some way, somehow, some way. We are now less than a month away from training camp, 2019. We're almost there. Somehow, some way, we've made it through the long grind of the offseason. Uh, it's a good thing that the Redskins and the NFL keep the news burning, um, as always. But it'll slow down a little bit here in another three or four days, maybe a week, uh, depending on your, when you're listening to this. Certainly July 4th week, which is coming up next week, uh, figures to be, A very slow time as all coaches, uh, almost every executive, if not every executive, um, is on vacation. Now, when it isn't a slow week is when a player gets arrested, charged with a crime, uh, blows off his hand with an M-80 like Jason Pierre-Paul did. Uh, That's when it's a disaster. So quite honestly, I'd rather it be quiet. Uh, And I think you'd rather it be quiet uh, too. All right, so... On this episode, uh, we are going to get back into what we touched on on the last episode, which was Gil Brandt ranking the most talented teams in order, in his opinion. And it doesn't fit very well for a good start for the Washington Redskins, if Gil is right. Uh, We did that at the end of episode number 255 as well. We talked about Alex Smith a lot. Uh, and his road to recovery and whether he realistically can play uh, NFL football again, plus the Redskins with a win off the field uh, in their trademark case uh, without even directly being involved. We covered all of that from soup to nuts and everything in between on 255. On 254, uh, we did a lot of what Joe Theismann had to say about Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith as well. So we broke that down on top now. I believe it was on episode uh, 254, but maybe it was on 255. I can't remember, quite honestly. All these episodes kind of roll into one. Either way, listen to both. We mentioned that there was potential uh, news in the front office and something I was working on that I needed to double check. And um, so here's what it is. And we posted this. Uh, on Atlocked Redskins as well, and it's part of uh, what I do for 106.7 The Fam. Uh, Craig Hoffman and I, my colleague uh, who is uh, with the team on a more day-in, day-out basis and travels uh, to road games and so on and so forth and has been uh, doing this for four years now, uh, and I uh, have learned uh, through our sources, multiple sources, that Senior Vice President of Player Personnel Doug Williams has been given essentially a one-year extension Uh, and basically what it's being called and what it's commonly termed as and the Redskins are not calling anything the Redskins have not even acknowledged that this indeed did happen they have not put out a statement they have not put out a press release they have not said anything Uh, they have not confirmed it or anything like that Uh, but basically in NFL parlance it's called a rollover where basically you have one year left remaining on your contract and you get an extra year tacked on. It's not a multi-year extension, even though right now Doug Williams has multiple years under contract. But it's not a multi-year extension. It's a one-year extension to this upcoming year which would have taken him through the end of next April's draft and into May of 2020. So basically, Doug Williams gets a one-year extension or a one-year rollover to his current contract, which was due to expire after this upcoming NFL draft or basically in May of 2020. So congratulations to Doug Williams, obviously. Um... He signed a three-year contract on June 13th, 2017. So uh, we believe the dates should match up. Uh, And I said May. Um, It was actually June. I apologize for that. I I was kind of thinking of the normal cycle. I forgot that that was a delayed deal uh, when they made Doug Williams the senior vice president of player personnel and Kyle Smith, director of college scouting, and also promoted Eric Schaefer uh, in between. So it was actually June 13th 2017, through what should be now June 13th, 2021. Again, Doug Williams under contract um, based on our sources at 106.7 The Fan, Craig Hoffman, myself, until we believe, again, June 13th, 2021. We know that he's under contract for two more years. Now, what we don't know for sure is did Doug Williams get any more power? Did he get a new title? Uh, Again, there has been no acknowledgement from the Redskins. There has been no press release. There has been no announcement. So based on that, and also based on the people that we've spoken to, we don't believe that Doug Williams has received any sort of promotion in terms of title and or responsibility. However, that being said... Anything could always change, and things do change. So could we see something down the line? Yeah. Could we see a press release being sent out? Sure. Uh, Doesn't mean that it will happen. Doesn't mean they will even acknowledge this. Uh, But the bottom line is, is it happened. What's interesting is is you would think they would want to acknowledge this. You would think that they would want to celebrate this because Doug Williams is the quote-unquote face of the front office. He's the guy that Bruce Allen put in charge of being, again, the friendly fire face of the Redskins front office. That's the number one reason why Doug is in the position that he's in. Sure, he helps out with scouting. Sure, he helps organize. Sure, he helps lead men. Sure, all of that is true. The number one reason why he is in the position that he's in, and this is maybe an insult to Doug, um, and people, some people view it that way. I, you know, I can't do anything about that. The number one reason is because Bruce Allen was just so tired of dealing with the media. And so tired of dealing with you guys, the frustrated fans of this franchise, that he said, I need to put somebody to answer questions and to orchestrate press conferences and to point to and to shine the light on that is a friendly face, that is a Redskins legend, that is very impactful and very meaningful to the African-American community, both in Washington, D.C. and around the world, quite honestly, as the first African-American quarterback to win a Super Bowl. I need a friendly fire face. That's basically what Bruce Allen said when he put Bruce, uh, Doug Williams, in the position that he's in. Again, it doesn't mean that Doug Williams doesn't have any juice, any power, any control, any say. Uh, I'm told he has very little but I don't know that other than being told that by multiple people. I don't know that for sure. I'm not in those meetings. I never will be in those meetings. He could have more power and control than everyone believes that he does. But the bottom line is, is we all know who has ultimate control and ultimate power. And it's not Doug Williams, nor is it Alex Santos or Kyle Smith or whoever. But it's not Doug Williams. Doug Williams. And there's too many weird instances of things like the Alex Smith trade and how he was told to bury his phone and not answer and not talk and not look until the next morning. Weird. Um, All the different signs and indications, you know, when when Doug is on, you know, a personal visit, you know, all over during the middle of free agency and the draft, eh, it's not a good look. Not a good look for the Redskins. Uh, It's not a good look for the Redskins who continue to, you know, try and sell to the fan base, the very angry fan base, that Doug Williams is the top lieutenant in charge of personnel. Um, Again, we're not saying that he has no influence. We're not saying he has no input. He does not have the control that Bruce Allen has painted him out to have. That being said, one other thing that I thought was kind of interesting, the Redskins a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago, and we had that news right here on this podcast, issued out a big detailed press release when they promoted Cole Spencer from Southeast Regional Scout to National Scout, and David Whittington from Area Scout, I think he was with Southwest to National Scout, and they promoted guys from within, and they hired somebody from pro football. They were very detailed. I wonder why they, and maybe they will, I wonder if they will do this uh, and acknowledge this. I don't know. Don't know. Um, You know, good for Doug. I love Doug. Doug's a good guy, uh, and I'll... I know it doesn't sound like I'm praising him. Doug's a really good guy. Uh, And I have no doubt that his input is valuable. I I have no doubt that Doug is one of the more genuine people in that building. The problem is, is that, you know, genuine people don't always win in that building. I'll just leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that. When we return right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 256. Speaking of Doug Williams, he had some interesting comments to say to Steve Weish uh, at an event in Atlanta, Georgia on uh, Monday night, which we'll get to. It's up at uh, on Twitter, at Locked Redskins, if you want to go check it out, at Locked Redskins. We'll discuss that next on episode number 256 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell here, Locked on Redskins podcast. It's not time to talk about more football. We'll get there in a sec, but it's time to talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? All right, listen up, fellas. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed with Bluetooth. And bluechew.com, that's blue, like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And when you know something works, you feel more confident, uh, and you're ready to take on your next mission. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready to go whenever an opportunity arises. It's called game planning, guys. (laughs) Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom or wherever you might do such an activity. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness made in the USA. They ship direct. They're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, guys, just for you, visit BlueChew.com. We have a special offer for you waiting. BlueChew.com, get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B L U E com, promo code LOCKED ON to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, it is Chris Russell back here with you again on the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is episode number 256. Good to have you with us. As we take you through here. So finishing up on the Doug Williams uh, situation. So Doug Williams was uh, at an event on um, on Monday night um, in Atlanta. And... Basically, Jason Reed, who I used to cover the Redskins with, uh, who used to work for the Washington Post and now works for ESPN's uh, The Undefeated and has uh, for several years, uh, he wrote this column kind of describing um, the, the path and the plight, uh, and basically, uh, what it was, was, uh, a, an NFL quarterback coaching summit, and it's an event to help coaches of color, uh, advance on the offensive side of the ball, and Eric Bieniemy the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, offensive coordinator was front and center, he's going to be a head coach, uh, pretty soon, he's from the Andy Reid system, uh, You know, successful running back, of course, highly thought of, very creative. Uh, There's networking opportunities you learn from each other. And and basically, um, you know, I don't know if the Fritz Pollard Alliance, what exactly their role is in this. And it's not really uh, important. The bottom line is, is you want to see. The game continue to evolve, and with it being largely an offensive game and mostly offensive coaches get it, ironically, a minority head coach was hired by the Miami Dolphins on the defensive side of the ball, and that's Brian Flores from the New England Patriots. Uh, But the bottom line is, is what – summits and meetings and groups uh, like this allows you to do is basically, again, kind of get a pool of candidates, get a list of candidates, uh, and kind of get some attention for them, uh, and then continue their development. They learn from each other, they mentor, they prepare others for bigger positions, former players, so on and so forth. Uh, So Troy uh, Vincent, who um, is the executive vice president of football operations for the NFL, coordinated this event with James Shaq Harris, who is a former general manager in the NFL, and Doug Williams, Redskins, senior vice president of player personnel. So during this conference, Steve Weish of the NFL Network and NFL Media interviewed Doug Williams, and we posted the audio and the video uh, up at, Um, on Twitter, at Locked Redskins. And basically, Doug was saying, hey, look, Dwayne Haskins has been very impressive. He's opened up some eyes. It's been good. It's been nice. And then he said, the thing that's going to get a lot of people's attention because already it has come to my attention and I listened back to it and surely you have to kind of see where this is going, that basically the decision on when to play Dwayne Haskins and how to play Dwayne Haskins and whether he's going to be ready to start at the beginning of the year is not just a Jay Gruden decision. It's a Jay Gruden decision. It's a Doug Williams decision. And then he mentions Bruce and Dan. It's a Bruce Allen decision. It's a Dan Snyder decision. It's not just a Jay Gruden decision. And some people are surprised by this. I I, I don't know why. We've been saying this for months and months and months and months on end. It was never going to be a Jay Gruden-only decision. It never will be. Not when it comes to the quarterback, not when it comes to the number 15 overall pick, and not when it comes to the next great franchise hope. It's not going to be a Jay Gruden decision. We talked earlier this week on episode number 254 about Joe Theismann, And Saying that the Redskins would basically be a recipe for disaster. Crazy. If they started Dwayne Haskins first week of the season. And I agree with him. But that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And when you hear Doug Williams and you see Doug Williams talk about this and knows he's on camera and he's basically admitting, look, head coach doesn't make the decision by himself. It'll be a combination decision. What that screams out to me is, yeah, the head coach is going to make very little of this decision. He'll have his say. He'll have an input. And maybe even Doug might not have much say and input. And that this decision is going to come down to what Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder ultimately want to do. That's what it's going to come down to. That's what Doug's statement says to me. That's what I've always believed. You guys know that I just try and tell you the truth as best I know it. And the Redskins organization, maybe they're not any dramatically different than others. Certainly, there's input from ownership in almost every case on big quarterback acquisitions and prizes. There has to be. It's, again, the marquee position. And if you're going to spend the kind of money and resource and allocate the resources that uh, most of these teams do, including the Redskins, you want to get to know the person, the player. The athlete. So the bottom line is this. You know, with Haskins, again, I don't know why anybody thought this was just going to be about Jay Gruden and whether he was truly ready or not. Again, it, it was never about that. Like, people keep talking about, well, if he goes down to Richmond and he outplays Case Keenum and Colt McCoy, well, well, yeah, of course he's going to start. But what I worry about, what I fear, is if he's subpar, if he's struggling, if he's just average, if he's, okay, showing some glimpses of what he can be and he still starts week one. What if that's what I bring up and, and that's what I'm trying to attack quite honestly on the table here because i've never believed for one second one second and neither should you that this decision is simply jay gruden's even if jay gruden was in better standing and he still has two years left on his contract ironically matching up with doug williams although if and when jay is fired it'll be way before June, when Doug Williams' contract expires. Um, But the bottom line is, is this. This was never going to be Jay Gruden's decision alone to pick Dwayne Haskins, when to pick him, and also, and more importantly, like, what do you do with him once he's ready? And how do you determine that he's ready? See, to me, I think he's not ready until he goes through a week or two of NFL game planning without actually having to execute the game plan. Meaning he's got to learn a regular season pace week. And while he does that, get limited reps in practice because somebody else would be the starter but absorb everything he can so that he's ready to go whenever the moment is necessary and whenever he's called upon to do so. If you start him in week one, he's never gone through a regular week of game planning, a regular season week, not to mention the speed and the talent and the depth and the skill of everybody that you face week one and week two and week three and so on is a thousand times better than anything you're going to get in practice and or the preseason, period. Book it. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Um, All right, so, you know, some people were alarmed by that. I don't think you should be alarmed by that. Doug Williams, Dan Snyder, Bruce Allen, they're all going to have a say in what happens to Dwayne Haskins and how soon it gets said. And that's kind of the way it should be, honestly. Um, You know, what I would say is this. I don't want, I I want them to have a say. I want them to have no control. (laughs) And I don't think that's the case. Uh, So I want them to have input. I just don't want them to take away from, you know, what is good here. All right, so let's take a quick time out, and we'll come back, and we'll finish up uh, with um, a little bit more on what Gil Brandt wrote next on the Locked Redskins podcast. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is episode number 256 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. So we talked a lot about Doug Williams, his contract rollover and extension in segment one as well, what he said to Steve Weish uh, at that uh, NFL diversity uh, offensive clinic Um and about Dan Snyder, Bruce Allen, Doug himself, and Jay Gruden being involved in kind of the decision-making process when it comes to how Dwayne Haskins will be used, when he will be used, uh, which, again, is going to get a lot of people chirping and a lot of people talking. Uh, This was, again, never Jay Gruden's decision alone, and it never will be, period. Uh, Only if Jay Gruden was in really, really good shape what I think it would lean towards that. But anyway, uh, wanted to finish up with this. On yesterday's episode, or episode number 255, we touched on Gil Brandt for NFL.com, former architect of the Dallas Cowboys, and he wrote a column on NFL.com about the 10 most talented teams ahead of the 2019 season. Now, talented... As we know, doesn't mean best and doesn't mean most successful. Uh, But what we pointed out on the last episode was number one on his list was the Philadelphia Eagles. Number two on his list was the Dallas Cowboys. Number three on his list, the Chicago Bears. The Redskins open up week one at Philadelphia. Week two, home opener, Dallas week three, Monday Night Football home against the Chicago Bears. Just real quickly, the Eagles just going through them. Of course, a lot of their talent and their ability to win games will depend on Carson Wentz, who has been hurt at the end of the last two years severely, uh, has not played in the playoffs, of course, and now they do not have Nick Foles. They have former Redskins quarterback, Nate Sudfeld, who's been in their system for a couple years but has very limited uh, opportunity. Besides Wentz, of course, they have Fletcher Cox, they have Zach Ertz, they have Jason Kelsey, uh, they have some pretty decent wide receivers, they have Deshaun Jackson back, uh, and they're trying to work on developing their new left tackle of the future. I I don't think the Eagles are the most talented team in the NFL. I think Gill is a little bit overrating them, uh, but they're certainly, for me, top five if and only if Carson Wentz is healthy. Number two on that list, Dallas Cowboys. Listen, uh, everybody can talk about Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, all of them true. Uh, Jason Witten's back at the, Their defense is a lot better than people realize. Demarcus Lawrence, they re-signed him to a monster deal. Leighton Vander and Jalen Smith, those guys can just flat out run. Byron Jones at corner who can also play safety. I mean— Again, they're not a perfect defense. They're not, you know, the Ravens from 2001 or the 85 Bears. They're they're pretty fast. They're pretty athletic, and they're physical. Uh, I think the Redskins are going to really struggle out of the gate here in two division games and in two weeks, and then you go right into the Bears, a little bit extra time to prepare, but Khalil Mack coming off the edge, maybe, who knows, Trent Williams still not there. You have young Mitchell Trubisky, but you have a pretty good offensive line. You have uh Leonard Floyd at linebacker, Roquan Smith, another top ten pick. Um, you know, they the lost Adrian Amos that kind of stinks for them. But oh, by the way, they added um Ha ha, Clinton Dix. So he'll make his return uh, to FedEx field. Not that he uh, will be welcome back, um, but he'll make his return in, in week three. Again, I don't know if the Bears are the most the third most talented team in the league. I, I think Gill is overrating them a little bit. But again, all of it will depend on how special Mitch Trubisky is. Matt Nagy is really good. Their head coach. All right. I just wanted to put some finishing touches on that particular column. I thought it was very interesting. Again, uh, the gauntlet from the start for the Redskins schedule is pretty enormous. Uh, Weeks one, two, and three against Gilbrant's three most talented teams, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Bears. All right. That's going to do it for us right here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast, episode number 256. Thanks for being with us. Adios.